are now tuned in to another episode of Urban and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. Welcome to another edition of Bourbon and Books with the Game Recognized Game Podcast with RLJ and Kev. I'm KEV, that's RLJ, and uh, Cousin Jeff won't be joining us this evening because uh, somebody, 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 somebody slid on us. He man. didn't understand the assignment. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't comprehend the assignment, man. For, 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 all of, for all of the members of the village who tune in, um, yeah, Cousin Jeff got a, he got a page limit requirement, and, and uh, from what he told us briefly, uh, he, he actually went above and beyond that page limit requirement for this month's book. Uh, however, uh, he said he ran out of gas, man. I think he... Um, the gas gas think, went up. Yeah, gas, the gas... Yeah, yeah, the gas prices went up, man. Yeah. Yeah, yesterday's prices aren't today's prices. That's so it. Cousin Jeff, That's it. So Cousin Jeff, uh, he won't be with us. But uh, Brother Jay, uh, happy holidays to you, man. And happy Kwanzaa, Habari, Ghani, all that yes, good stuff. Yes, indeed, man. Let's get it in. Uh, yeah, the, man. This is the last book of the year. Last um, book of the year, man. And we picked a... We we did we we did pick a doozy, but you know we thought it was because it's pop culture, you know. Yeah. Will Will Smith, the, the Fresh Prince, man, West Philly, West Philadelphia's own, has a, a pretty uh, monumental life, yeah, in perspective. You know what I'm saying? I and so I was excited to read the book, mm-hmm. Will, by Will Smith. So before before that, right? Yeah, you know, as tradition. Yeah, yeah. When you saw the co- so the cover, I thought was dope. Oh no, the cover the cover looked like it could be a portrait. Yeah. Actually I will I would want to remove his face and put my face up there. You probably could. And put, you you and probably could put it could. in my house. Yeah, that joint was hard. You probably yeah. could. Somebody has the Photoshop filter. But uh like mm-hmm. looking at the cover and it was just titled Will. Will. Um and knowing, you know, what he's been in the I guess you can say the news for lately or social media lately. Um, and the timeliness of this book, what were you expecting to be within the bounds of the book? Well, from looking at the cover and just his face um, and the, the, the art, I mean, it was, it was very colorful, the cover. And I really like kind of the abstract look, you know, his kind of the sketch mm-hmm. of his face on this kind of multicolored uh, fluorescent color tapestry. Mm-hmm. And so what I immediately thought was um, it was going to be a, 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 a intricate woven tapestry of like his life events, just the way the cover was set up mm-hmm. because it looked like, you know, they put his face up there and they just threw a bunch of paint. It was very, it was very abstract. And so I figured that it wasn't going to necessarily be like a, a tell all, but I also felt like he probably was going to add a level of uh, nuance and introspect based on all that he's been in the news cycle for over the last couple of years. And so I f- figured it was going to have some gems. It might be a, a autobiography. It might be like a advice book. It might be, kind of a historical reference of life events. And so I, I, I figured it was going to be like a hodgepodge of so of different things just based on the cover of the book. You know what I mean? And then Will, to me, um, the title is his first name, but I also thought it was like a double entendre too. 
you know, like what you will things to happen. He kind of references it in the book a couple mm-hmm. of times, but mm-hmm. will isn't Will Smith, but will is in your, you know, what, what is your will? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I thought. I thought I, I didn't necessarily know um, the lane that he was going to be in, mm-hmm. but um, I, I felt it was probably going to tie in different parts of his career uh, because it all the, the cover almost looked like it could have been graffiti art too. Mm-hmm. And so graffiti art, I'm thinking about um, the Fresh Prince. The the Fresh was uh, graffiti. Yeah. And so, and it had the same kind of fl- fluorescent color tone too. Mm-hmm. And so I figured he was going to at least kind of tap into his roots as far as, you know, growing up in Philly and then the, the uh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince part of his life. And we got some of that, but yeah, that's, that's what I thought originally. Yeah. And I, um, looking at the cover, I, like you, you had the colors and the paint looked like it was thrown on there and some of it was, you know, painted and brushed, um, but his face was at the forefront and it was, it looks as if it was like the, the colors make up part of his characteristics yeah. on the face. And so, um, <clears throat> it was like, uh, you know what? It was like in living color, you know, yep. the beginning of the intro of in in the living 90s, color and they yeah. throw in the paint and they throw in the paint cans. Uh-huh. That's what I, that's what I thought about that color. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. G- definitely given nineties, especially with the colors. Cause those were the colors that he wore on the opening, um, for Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And, um, I was expecting before I read it, I was, I wanted to definitely find out what those colors represented, right? Because they were so symbolic throughout um, the book. And I wanted to know how he got to where he was. I wanted to know, I wanted to go backwards, right? Find out family life, give us the, give us the unabridged version of who Willard Smith is. And, um, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't have high expectations in terms of content, right? I didn't mm-hmm. have any expectations mm-hmm. there. I just knew mm-hmm. that I was expecting to be taken on a journey to find out who, who, who we know Will Smith is, how he came to be who we know. And, you know, and knowing that we only know a small figment of who he is as a man. And so... Um, yeah, man, that, that's what I was thinking. And I would have to say that, um, I wasn't necessarily disappointed. There were, um, I think the first part of the book really set the tone for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like when he was given deep descriptions of, who was in his like his core, right? His mom, mom, daddy, o, and Gigi. Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really get a lot of character development from like siblings, but the individuals that had like heavy influence on him, I do really appreciate how he painted a picture. Um, and I I have the actual hardcover. Um, someone gifted me the Kindle version. And I also have the audio book. And so I, mm-hmm. 
tried to pick between the two, and I started on the Kindle, but then I was like, ah, I'm getting sidetracked. And then I was like, I bet you, I bet you, he's gonna be real creative on his audio book. And so that's what yeah. I, that's what I started. Um, and then that's what I finished reading the book on. And I, I would say I was highly entertained. Um, and I wasn't disappointed. Like overall, what did you think of the book? I wasn't, I was entertained for sure. Mm-hmm. I was entertained for sure. But I also think it was because, um, you know, I, I stuck with the audio book and from start to finish and the way the audio book was structured, um, it was, it was like a, a soundtrack. You know what I mean? It was like a soundtrack to his life. And, and I, pre- I appreciated that because it gave me a better sense of uh, the period pieces within his, the span of his life up until this point. And so I could appreciate that. And then also, um, you know, the, the hard copy is like 700 some pages. And I'm just like, yeah, seven. It ain't seven hundred. It's man. like four. It's, it looked like it's seven hundred pages, oh, man. So it looked like it's seven hundred pages, man. Because I'm just like, yo, I get it, you Will Smith and everything, man. But yo, man, ain't trying, ain't nobody trying to read seven hundred pages from you, brother Will. <laughs> but um, the book in itself, though, I, I liked how each, if you if you would break it down as, into quarters mm-hmm. of his life. I like how, you know, the first five to six chapters lay down the foundation to the next five to seven chapters Mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. And I thought that was kind of dope. But at the same time, um, I was a little biased going into the book because Will Smith... I, let's be frank, man. In my opinion, Will Smith has had one of the greatest runs of a black man in the history of the world. Yeah. I mean, like legit, one of the greatest runs of a black man in the history of the world. Men in general, but when, when it comes to black men, like Will Smith, like Big Willie style, man, like Big Willie, like my game is grown. I prefer you call me William. Like Will Smith has been quoted and emulated by pretty much everybody in hip hop, even though he had a lot of confidence issues. Like people didn't Mm -hmm. see him as like hardcore hip hop. Mm -hmm. He had this kind of, uh, this confidence issue that he was considered soft because he didn't curse and his, his content was light. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, everybody has, has quoted Will Smith. Everybody has uh, emulated some aspect of his life to this point, hip hop and out of hip hop. Yeah. And so, just from that alone, it's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta bow down. Cause you know, and I throw, and I, and I, I don't use heroes or icons lightly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people say, but when, when my man says with his son, Jaden, when he's like, yo, I'm an icon living, it's, it's, it's you, you can't really deny it, man, because this dude run from the time he was an artist. Yo, that was 87. Mm-hmm. Like legit 80, 1987, all the way up to 2021. 34 you know, years. Still, still, still relevant in different forms and fashions, and like his ability to kind of reinvent himself over this this shit four decades, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um the book in itself, 
I was I, I appreciated how he he referenced different points in his life. But the thing that was was kind of trippy to me. It's like, all right, I get it. You have struggles as being a man. We all do. And so I could identify a little bit. And then I also get it coming from his family structure, how that could be traumatizing as he got older. Yeah. Right. Um, I understand that piece of it. And he kind of was trying to walk this balance within the book of, yo, my movie's done $10 billion, right? You know, I got four grand. I was the first Grammy Award winning rapper <laughs> ever. Just in case you didn't know. Just in case you didn't know. You know, my my wife is bad. My kids is my kids is, uh, uh, continuing in the family business. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what y'all say about me at the end of the day, I'm from West Philly, man. <laughs> And so he was trying to, it seemed like he was, he was, he was trying to walk that balance, like not being braggadocio, braggadocio, but then he was being braggadocio. Yeah. Braggadocious. But I don't even think so. I think he was just like, those were the receipts. It, it, those were the receipts, but, the, but this is the piece though, right? It came a point in the book when he's, you know, he's trying to like find his way and mm-hmm. he, he goes on this journey and um, he references the alchemist. Um, in one of the chapters, favorite book, yes. And he, but but he's he's trying to tell a story, as if he is the main character in the book, and he's going on this journey. He's he's giving up all of his possessions. He's kind of going on this journey of um, enlightenment. But at the end of the day, the process within his journey was like some shit that only only rich people can do. <laughs> Yes. And so that so that's what kind of that's that's what kind of took me aback for a little bit because it's like, yo, I get it. You you're trying to address real problems, and I think you really feel like somebody can learn from your experiences and, and gain some nuggets. But then at the same time, it's like, yo, be your Will Smith. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're you're Will Smith, man. And your way of solving problems. As much as he tried to, you know, to come, it came to a point in the book where he's like, you know, he had to just kind of let go of the success and let go of the ambitions and really try to find his true self. This is mm-hmm. him at damn near almost 50 years old, yep. all of these successes in his life. And then in-house family turmoil kind of helps him put a mirror up to himself mm-hmm. to figure out like, yo, this, this uh, fight club or fight camp way of life um isn't conducive for my family environment and if that's not the case that's how i've survived then what do i do now at this point and i could appreciate it because i've been there but it was like yo b you still will smith like your 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 uh therapy you getting like one of the best (laughs) one of the best most sought after therapists in all the world yeah and they're running through these different exercises and um, one of the end results, and I don't want to spoil the book for everybody. But one of the end results after his therapy session is like, you know, Will Smith he can't swim, or he couldn't swim at the time, mm-hmm. and that was a charge from his therapist that yo, you need to, you need to learn how to swim, but it ain't just learning how to swim at your at your YMCA. It's yo, you got to go get a Olymp- a four time Olympic gold medalist swimmer <laughs> to teach you, and then you get to swim, and uh, mild day, what mild 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 days? Mild days. 
Maldives. Mm-hmm. You swimming there. You swimming in the Mediterranean, man. You swimming with tiger sharks. <laughs> you swimming in. You going deep, 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 deep sea diving in a submarine. Like you swimming in all the fly shit to -hmm. learn how to swim and and get this concept of, you know, uh, the, 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 the ocean in itself is, is, is a woman. That was like the analogy. The ocean is a woman and the ocean has the movement of of a woman. The ocean has the nurturing of the woman. The, 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 the ocean has um, the emotions of a woman, Mm -hmm. the turbulence, Mm -hmm. the, the peace. Yeah. And his, his charge was to really, um, embrace the different factions of water throughout the whole world. Yo, man, I'm a black man from Chesapeake, Virginia. That ain't happening right now. I don't care how much I believe it, how much I speak it, how much I receive it. Unless, 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 unless the universe, and this is another thing, he kept referring to the universe and energy and all this shit. I ain't mad at it. I don't knock it. But it's just like, yo, man. Your universe a little different than mine, brother Will. Okay. And so that was the, that was like the that was like my bias reading a book, having to just like check myself. Like this is from his perspective, but it's like, yo, man, you legit had like twenty summers straight of winning, 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 and then all of a sudden, when when you establish uh, you're experiencing challenges your solution is to tap into all of the resources that it's you've acquired yeah. and accumulated over the course of this 20, 20 summers. Of, yeah. 20 summers of winning. <laughs> and I mean, winning at the highest of highest of levels. Sir. Yeah. Yo, bro, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win myself, man, but I don't think I got, I, I can't tap into, I might have two good summers and that was like 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got, yeah, and there's nothing left from those summers. Yo, it's, it's different. Yeah, there's nothing left from them summers. You Reservoir know what I'm saying? Like, is empty. It's been empty. And so that was like, that was like the balance that I had to check. It's just to not be overly critical of mm-hmm. him. But it's like, yo, man, he's, he's legit doing some, some fucking Elon Musk shit. He's doing some Jeff Bezos shit. Yeah. On a, as far as like trying to work on a through Sunday all of afternoon, dude. Yeah, just real. Like he, I, yeah, and I, he and he he dropping it and he dropping it like yo, well, this is what I did to get through these challenges, but he's dropping it in a manner manner where does he understand that the people that's reading his book, they can't do that. Yeah, and it's like oh, well, he did. That's nice. He didn't. <laughs> he yeah, he didn't offer, but he didn't offer like the gym in like a practical sense for his listeners. And I don't know if that was the purpose of the book, but it seemed like he kept going there. So I'm figuring, all right, well, you want somebody to learn a lesson. Well, you know, maybe it was practical, you know, because like different realm, right? So maybe that was like, oh, this is practical. This is what everyone I'm around does. Yeah. You fucking Jay-Z, yeah. You Jay-Z, Diddy. <laughs> like them, like them, the, Oprah. them the, the Oprah. Them to catch them to catch that can do what you do, Big Willie. And so that was the, that was the piece that was the piece that kind of like it irritated me a little bit, man. But it was like, all right, well, he, I was just surprised that he had a lot of self self esteem issues and self confidence issues, but he kind of built his reputation on being Mike Lowry, yeah, from Bad Boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I the coolest one, the coolest one, the flyest one. It was it in was interesting to hear like self-esteem and confidence when he first began. 
like yeah. where it was lacking. But then like thinking about family structure, daddy o and like the brick wall, which was what, chapter one? Yo, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. The father had a a business and he made Will and his brother build a wall. <laughs> Around brick. the business, brick by brick, brick, brick by when it was brick. like nine and like nine and ten years old, yeah. and so, yeah. so I did appreciate that lesson, um, the colorful language that he used, and like hearing him tell the story, I could I could see it, right? So yeah, I was driving and was cracking up. Um, they he did have some practical lessons in most of the book, but it was some like you said, you had to like push a whole lot to the side to get to it. Like, okay, now if this was, if this was me with my checking account balance, what would I be able to do in this situation? Yeah. There was a few things where I was like, yeah, I probably couldn't just say, I want to run away to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm gonna call up and I'm gonna call up my, my girl who husband is, is from, from Trinidad and say, yo, I want y'all to take me to Trinidad. Today. But yeah, we're going, yeah, we're going next month. Nah, I need to go tomorrow. Yeah. Like it's you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, yo, and so so it did, so it would it would be nuances like that that just kind of I'm like, dude, you know this ain't normal, right? Yeah. And, and the only reason it was people like, doing it, this it was, stuff is because you're Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, you know, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. He's like, I mean, y'all can eat and we can just go after. And, and he said it so nonchalant. Yeah, like, I mean, Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving. Like this. I just, I want to go. And so it was things like that. Now, what I can really appreciate, I loved um, the depiction of his relationship with his grandmother. That was dope. And there was a few, there was a few times I highlighted some quotes. And then after a while, I just stopped highlighting because like, I was it was like, too many quotables. It man. was, it was, it was too, too many much. quotables because like you, I, I, I love the relationship he had with his, his grandmother, but I also love the relationship he had with his father too, though. His father was, he, 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 he tried to frame it as his father was like the cause of a lot of his traumatic experiences. But it seemed like at every point in the book where he was, you know, when he was, at a crossroads, his father was there doing father shit. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't have that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, the, 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 uh, the discussion that um, he was having with his mother about he wanted to be a rapper instead of going to college. And he had a scholarship and had a good GPA and all this stuff. And, she was and, like, the, fa- no. and the father, and, you know, the mom won't have, his mother wasn't having it. But the father was like, look, you could do it for a year. And if you ain't winning, then you're gonna take your ass to school. To, like which, father, to whichever like, one your mother picks. Whichever one your mom picked. You know what I'm saying? And then it was the situation when he once he got on and um the first the first uh record producer that he worked with um you know got mad and, and really wanted to put a bullet in him. Yeah. His father, his father went and checked the dude and said, Yo, my son in there, if you're gonna kill him. You got to kill everybody in the house. <laughs> so you might as well go on your way. Yeah. Like, so his father was there at a lot of different crossroads and even to celebrate a lot of his wins, you know, when they talking about the independence day numbers, the weekend numbers, his father called him like, I think a Sunday morning. It's like, yeah, man, you seen these numbers, you seen these numbers. <laughs> and, it, and he's like, nah, I haven't seen them. 
He said, well, I told you, man, I told you, I told you when opportunity meets preparation, uh, he said, when preparation meets opportunity, that's when you win. That's when success happens, right? And he was like, I told you that, didn't I? I told you that. And I say, it ain't about luck. And he said, well, you know what? You the luckiest motherfucker <laughs> on earth because Independence Day had broke off in box office records throughout the globe. And he smashed records from coast to coast, man. And his father was there to, you know, celebrate with him but also kind of be the voice of reality and reason too. Mm-hmm. And so like I, it was I an interesting dynamic. It was a very interesting dynamic, yeah. man. And he, even up until the end when his father was on his deathbed and he's helping his father get in the wheelchair. And then he has this thought to try to avenge the stuff that the father did to the, his mother Downhill by trauma. pushing him down the stairs. And I'm just like, yo, my man, like you, you went through all of this stuff. You're healing. Like, you know, the whole point is forgiveness, but at the same time... The question is, right, was this what he was healing from? Yeah, exactly. Did he really heal from this? Was this what he was focusing on? And I don't think think that that was... I don't think he had had crossed the line, the finish line when it came to that process because that forgiveness piece, it reared his head with all of his relationships with all of his women, all of his girlfriends, all of his wives. It reared his uh, head with his 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 friends mm-hmm. that he came up with. It reared his head with his trainer that helped him train for Ali and was with him for 10 years. And he makes a comment about uh, the, the, the plush setup Jayden has and Will didn't like it. And he never talks to him again. It's like, it was some weird shit. I'm just like, yo, man, so, something something ain't right about that, man. Well, I mean... And then, it, and then that thought in his head at the end of the book with the father... I was chuckling when I heard I was it. just like, yo, this like, dude bro. on his deathbed. You he, was like, about- he was like, I'm Will Smith. No one would believe me. And Nobody a 911 call. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking like, yeah, do you, you got a damn point. But like coming from, even in the coaching space, a lot of my clients, I have recognized that there are certain things that my clients need to work on. My clients, on the other hand, but that's not my job to tell them that this, right? My clients, on the other hand, bring me their challenges or what they want to focus on. And that's how I, that's how I get paid by focusing on what the client wants to focus on. And that's similar to like, you know, a therapy session, you tell your therapist what you want to work on and then boom. Now the therapist may, you know, throw up some stuff like, Hmm, have you ever thought about this? Or I'm hearing this. Let's talk about this. Let's unpack this some. But like, if it's something, if you don't want to go there, you can always turn the steering wheel a different direction. And so it did make me wonder, it's like, yo, when you were going to therapy, what were you really going to therapy for? Mm-hmm. And like you said, did you really come full circle with the healing process from the relationship with um, the father? Cause there was one thing that I, I pointed out and I jotted it down. Like, Whenever he called his father, his father would be there, but his father would be there um, in a way that may have been different than what Will expected. Like when his his father, his father to me was like James Evans. Yeah, yeah. I, his father, his father, his father was like James Evans from Good Times, man. It, it seemed it seemed like because it was it was all tough love, man. And it was. it was tough love because the father came from very traumatic experiences yep. as a child. Yep. So I, I could get the, the generational trauma and all of that stuff, but it was never a time in the book. It seemed like Will, it seemed like Will resented his father 
for the relationship his father had with his mother. Mm-hmm. And I know how that can, I know how that can tax a, a, a boy growing up into a, a young man, but it was never a time where it was like abandonment. It was yeah. never a time or a relation, uh, situation with his father where he called his dad and daddy yo wasn't there or didn't pick up the phone or wasn't able to contribute or, or didn't offer him some word of encouragement in the best way that he could. Yeah. And so from, from what you just said, the best way that he could, I think oftentimes, um, and I, and I hear this within our circle, right? Individuals show up the best way they know how, but sometimes that's not the way we need them to show up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like when he got into a fight, like, did you win? Yeah. Right. Like, did you win? Like, um, I don't know. I think it was a tie. And then it was like disappointment or he walked away or he didn't say anything. And I think it was, I think it was those moments where when Will recognized he needed another dimension of his father, that his father didn't know how to provide. Him. Yeah. He, he didn't, ha- he didn't have that competency. He, yeah, didn't. He, he didn't know how to like turn off the military hardness and like console my son that, is having some challenges. He didn't really know how. And I think, I think that's where a lot of his resentment came from. And then tying that on to the way he treated his mother and going back to the moments where low self-esteem and lack of confidence. Um, when he didn't do anything to protect his mother. And so now he feels like he's less of a, like, yo, I'm her oldest. Like, I should have been the one to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or the oldest son, rather. I should have been the one. Like I should have been. But his younger to... brother, his younger brother was kind of fearless. Yeah. From that standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think he he kept getting constant reminders that um like you don't have time to contemplate or deliberate when it's time, like when it's time to step up, step up. Similar to the situation when the little girl went into the the house that she wasn't supposed to go into, and he didn't say nothing. He didn't say anything, and somebody else just happened. Luckily, to, yeah, right luckily, by, yeah. by the grace of God, someone else saw it and reported it. But it's like, and then translating that, you know, hitting fast forward, how some of that still showed up when he was parenting. Um. Right. There was a moment where that like there was a lot of self-doubt instead of just, you know, standing firm in what you believe in. Um, but, yeah, that was that was another reoccurring thing. One thing that I did, though, I did. I, I know it's a big part of the book, but I didn't really want to keep hearing about like. The Will and Jada issues. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, and he didn't go he didn't go into like the. The details, the whole, as it, like the details, could. but we knew. But but I think I think the assumption was people already knew that part of the story. Yeah, like I, and, I would, and then maybe the book was like the behind the scenes. It gave it did give some color to the things that we thought we knew. Um, yeah, but I'm just like, okay, it's got it. I, this is what you learned. This is what you got from it. Move on. Um, yeah, I I. I it confirmed to me though, because I, I was wondering, I'm like, yo, why, why is his wife throwing him, you know, putting it, putting their business out there like that? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, she, 
fessing up to an affair, let's call it what it is, on her show and like embarrassing this dude, right? Cause I'm like, damn, that's that's wrong, man. Like, you know, especially when he he was the, like the breadwinner. But I also think that was that was kind of uh, the power dynamic that he got off on because he was the breadwinner because he was Will Smith. Then he that you automatically assume that he can control everything, mm-hmm. and the struggles that he had, especially with the women in his life, was like they won't they won't letting him control them. Yeah, they they won't let him control them. And then I, then you wonder like, yo, if 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 Will Smith's wife is stepping out on him, regardless if it's approved or open or not, then regular cats ain't got a chance. But I understand how that can happen, mm-hmm. and how somebody could step out on him because he was Mister Do Too Much. He was he was also Mister Big Willie style, but he was Mister Yo, you you extra as fuck, man. Like the birthday like party. Yeah, the, the birthday party that he threw for Jada. You're like, you, you, you're not listening, you extra. Yeah. The, the relationship with Willow, the relationship with Jaden. The house. And pushing, the, you know, you, you extra. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is extra. And maybe that's the, the self-esteem thing re- rearing its head that it's like, you got to be so extra. Like when Gigi told him, um, man, if you stopped running your mouth, maybe you could see those punches coming. Yeah. Like, stop talking, be still. And that was a that was like an ongoing theme in the book as well. Like he was always a hundred miles and running. And yo, sometimes you gotta chill. Like 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 the, the brothers in Trinidad said, "Hey man, we reconnecting on the lineman." Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like yo, chill out. <laughs> Rel- hey, relax and relax. Yeah. He, and he couldn't. He was like yeah. he felt as if he was programmed where he couldn't. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I would it say made a, it made a lot of sense though. It's a, as far as like the whole oh yeah, uh, it definitely yeah, tied the everything together. Shit, man, I was like, with okay, it make a lot of sense. I, it still probably wasn't the appropriate platform, but I I get why somebody would step out on Will Smith. Yeah, because you're not listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Even you're not listening, and even going yeah. back to you know her not wanting a certain type of wedding ceremony, and so she compromised on what she wanted for mm-hmm. everyone else. And yep. she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, not wanting to live in certain places, compromising when he wanted that huge farm and all that good stuff. She was like, this is not what I wanted. But she compromised. And I think it was the constant compromising that like what you permit, you promote. If I keep allowing this to happen, unconsciously they're gonna think that it's okay to keep doing this. Yeah. Um that listening piece popped up, but the only people, the only people that he would listen to though, or the people that he feared. Yes. The drug dealer, buck that they, you know, they were shooting pool and, and, um, Will was cracking jokes and cracked it on drug dealer about his height. Mm-hmm. And the drug dealer was like, yo man, you ain't too famous enough to see what's up. And, and Charlie Matt, Charlie Matt, who was his, 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 uh, bootleg publicist, but manager security, you know, he's six, seven, 300 pounds, you know, I think he got, he, he feared, he feared the people like in his father. Yeah. There were certain people that he feared, but they, but the people that he feared, he, he feared he would listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, and so like the birthday party, the video and all this other stuff, I'm sitting here thinking like, you already know that's not what she wants. Like I knew that yeah. by listening to what you've told me thus far. And then it was like, mm, 
But, you know, he did say something that I thought was quite interesting, and that was um, they got together in their 20s. And, you know, we know that you don't know shit in your 20s. You know nothing, no long-standing right? relationship. You know nothing you because don't. it's going to be two individuals who are at the prime of their evolution in terms of identity. And so, like, it would be different if you already hit that peak and now you're coming down and now you're mellowing out and you're just going to be together forever because you've, you've done what you needed to do. You found the answers to life's questions and things to consider you've you've done all of that but now you got two individuals who are evolving and in the public eye at a rapid speed because you're in Hollywood and like everything is constantly going and even when there's times you should be paying attention to the little things you're busy you're flying your son back mm-hmm. and forth you know 12 hour flights across the time um the time mark right yeah to to work here and then flying back for a football game in like 10 weeks straight. Like that's not normal. But like, like he said, like this is all I know. And I I did, even though I'm not a fan of Willow, uh, I did like the part where she was like, no, I didn't make the promise. You made the promise. I'm done. And she, and she, she It's funny because outside of his grandmother, and though Willow, you know, he only kind of talked about Willow briefly for a chapter or two, specifically focused on Willow. Mm-hmm. Willow could tell him about himself and get through to him where other women in his life <laughs> couldn't. Maybe because she looked that? just like him. Yeah. It could, yeah. could have been that too, right? But yeah, she definitely could. And it was like simple things. Um, Gigi was always dropping some gems. Always, 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 man. And she Always. did it in a loving man. I like the part where he said, um, Gigi was light. She illuminated the possibility that life could be beautiful. And I was like, okay. All right. And then him wanting to, uh, where was it? I wanted to please Gigi so that I could bathe in the transcendent ecstasy of divine love. Right. And that was early on in the book. And I was like, yeah. oh, brother, if you keep this thing up right here, this this thing gonna rock. Um, he wasn't so. Um, the language kind of shifted after he got off of like the background of Gigi. Um, it did. It did. But I think I think it it shifted because, I mean, his his life shifted shifted when he was legit seventeen years old. Yeah. Cause you know that's when that's when all the rapping started. That's yeah. when he linked up with Jeff and and their their career took off, you know. And so I think that's another reason why the language shifted. But that whole state of being constantly being busy and kind of forward thinking about what's the next move, what's the next record, what's the next movie, what's the next opportunity. Um, part of the challenge in the book especially when it came to relationships he had with women, mm-hmm. he was never, he was never a single man. True. He was never like, you know, he was, he, he's 50 plus years old now. He was never a single man and a bachelor yeah. with no ties to a girlfriend, a fiance, a wife. Cause he couldn't be alone. Right. He said that he couldn't be alone. He said, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't stand being alone. And so 
I think that's part of some of his issues too, right? He needed to be with people or have people mm-hmm. around him. And like in that moment where he went on the 14 day, uh, I guess you could call it the fast, the, the silence. Man, he went to Utah, man. He went to an estate. In, oh yeah, I just went to a estate in Utah uh, to get yeah, away. Uh, Utah house. Yeah, uh, Utah house. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking he was gonna fly to India and actually do it big, but I thought so. But he, but but even still, he was doing like some rich white man shit, man. Yeah, like not a lot of niggas in the hood can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go to the south side and just chill out over there for a couple of days. Uh, yeah, like, like I'm saying, I'm going mom and them house for a little bit. Yeah, and chill, and then you know get it get my head together. So overall, right? Overall, um. I would say that the book was, it was a good read. I was entertained. Um, There were a few things that I wanted him to elaborate a little more on, but went to the next chapter completely understood because he wasn't just writing it for me. Um, And hell, he probably did continue it. It might've been edited out because there were some things where it felt like there was, there was more that they want that he wanted to tell us Um, him and the guy that assisted him writing it. But um. Yeah, so on the on the Black Power Fist scale, brother, what would you rate it? I thought about this, man. <laughs> I thought about this long and hard. Because mm-hmm. once again, Will Smith. Aside from Jay Z, man, for me growing up, it was it was Jay Z and Will Smith. Yeah. As far as just like yo, just the epitome of just some dope ass niggas, man. <laughs> Like for real, like and they doing everything. They they getting everything they want out of life. Mm-hmm. They unapologetic about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I I respect that game. But then in the book, it's like, yo, you just so happen to meet DJ Jazzy Jeff, who he acknowledges in the book is the greatest DJ ever on yeah. earth yeah. at all times. And that's and that's who you link up with, though you were talented, but you weren't you weren't rocking with no nobody like on that level. You link up with him, y'all have a y'all y'all have a a crazy career musically out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was that's on the down that's on the downside. Your boy Charlie Mack, kind of like encouraging you to get off your ass. You meet Benny Medina, who introduces you to Quincy Jones, and you interview. I mean, you interview basically you interview and uh, audition. For the role for Fresh Prince of Bel Air and all party. that shit is on the fly on a party in Quincy Jones's living room. And what was it, Beverly Hills? In Bel Air. Bel Air. It was in Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. Quincy, Quincy says in the book, he said Bel Air, uh, Bel Air makes Beverly Hills look like the projects. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the this is the cat that you auditioning for and who got your back. Yeah. Right. And then after that, your your boy, you bring you fly your boys out. And your 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 boy, who's your manager slash lawyer slash advisor, he's like, "Yo, man, you always all over the place. What is your goal?" Yeah. And he's like, "Yo, I want to be the biggest movie star ever. I want to be the biggest movie star in the world." And your boy is like, "All right, I can work with that. It's a big goal, but at least it's a goal nonetheless." Yeah. And he gave him some parameters by which to work with, and so it's just it's is. It was beautiful that he had, like, the stuff that he lacked from his father. He had male figures in his life that could provide that could provide yeah. those those nuggets. 
at each phase of his life to get him to where he ultimately landed. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's nothing but God. That's nothing but God, man. Because like, ain't, ain't no way you gonna meet Jazzy Jeff. You gonna meet Quincy Jones, freaking uh, Steven Spielberg, just gonna call you up. Muhammad Ali, just pick you out of nowhere to say, yo, man, I want you to play me. Right. And and these roles are roles that you like, I don't really want to do because you scared. But they kind of they kind of say, yo, man, stick your chest out. Get it done. Eat dinner <laughs> yo, with Nelson real, Mandela grab your and, nuts and get it done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's like, man, you got these different moments in your life. It's not normal. And I don't I, I wish he had acknowledged. I know he referenced it in the book. He shouted people out. But. It also wasn't because you were just this overly ambitious, highly motivated, highly ambitious, highly disciplined, um, forward-thinking person. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't become Will Smith because of that. You came, you can't, you became Will Smith partly too because divine invention. Like you, you at the right place at the right time with the right people, and they saw something in you. And I wish he had pulled that out a little more. Mm. Because I, I just like that was the highlight of the book for me. Cause I'm just like, damn, yo, you just you just in the right place at the right time all the time. <laughs> like all and I and I joke a lot, man, because I say, you know, it's two people that I'm just like have had, you know, ideal lives as black men. And it's Will Smith, and and I at one point for me it was Grant Hill. Because Grant Hill's father was a, uh, a football player for the Dallas Cowboys. He ended up going to Duke top draft pick, made money, was cool, was supposed to be the next Michael Jordan, married to Mia. Like, he, Grant Hill, Grant Hill had made a a whole bunch of money along the way, despite the injuries, never won a championship, but even still, Grant Hill has had a remarkable life. Mm -hmm. Will Smith has had a remarkable life times 10. (laughs) (laughs) Times 10. And so that was like, that was the battle for me in the book, man. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. Um, I don't know if people are really into Will Smith on that level to want to read it, but I think if you like Will Smith, you're a fan of Will Smith, you should read the book. And so with that in mind and the fact that, yo, Big Willie style, man, <laughs> I'm going to give it a four black power fist. I'm giving it four black power fist on a five-point scale just because, like, yo, he's he's an icon living. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, summertime, I, summertime is one of my summertime is one of my yeah. top ten favorite songs of all time, and it won't and, he, and it won't fade. And he and he kind of went through how that came about. Summertime almost didn't happen. Yeah. Once again, right place, <laughs> right time. Yo. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't about you being, you know, uh, this 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 uber uber efficient productive person, man. A lot of it was like he said, the universe, the universe is divine, but you know the. And the one thing that he uh, left left me with, though, is that the smile does come from within. Mm. Nothing, nothing in the world can make you smile. Nothing in the world can make you happy. And I think at, at, at the end of the day, that book was a representation of that. Like, yo, you can have all the money, all the fame, all the notoriety, all the acclaim, all the success. And yo, you could still have some issues that you feel like you, you, you know, you feel empty. And that's a, a, a good example, though. I think the book was a good example of that. Um, and 
I was I could appreciate the fact that he was legit trying to work on it mm-hmm. for the sake of his family. Yeah, it was serendipity, right? His, yeah. His career was based out of not necessarily based out of it was heavily influenced with serendipity. Mm-hmm. Um I appreciated the the unraveling of Willard Smith the second um from school fights growing up on the block bagging ice the framework um and then just showing how the universe will provide everything that you need if you allow it to. I would give this book a four. Um, there was a few things that I wanted him to elaborate a little bit more on or, um, you know, those cliffhangers. Like, don't do not do it. Don't go to the next chapter. And you did. You'd be like, damn. But, yeah, I, I think it was a good read. Um, it is lengthy. And so anyone that like is a fan but doesn't like to read, they may you not gotta read. give yourself some time. Yeah, yeah. you you, you got to give yourself some time. Yeah, like, no, oh, even even if it's the audio version, that was seventeen hours. That audio version was seventeen hours 17. as well. So you you definitely need to give yourself um, some time. But um, the way it's laid out, you if you break it down and give yourself some space, you know, without stressing yourself out, I would say give yourself two weeks. Two two good weeks because it's, it 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 reads it reads like a a limited series. Yeah, like I, I could easily see this this book being translated into like a a Netflix limited series based on his life, like a like a everybody hates Chris kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like a, his story coming up into adulthood and fame and stardom. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so that's four. That's four fists. I give it four, yeah, four fists, man. You know, and and then it's, and at the end of the day, it's hip hop too. Yeah, it's hip hop. It's man. culture, and you know, culture. it's culture. And I don't care what nobody say about uh, Will Smith's lyrical ability or whatever. Yo, man, he came up in an era where MC you had to be an MC for real. Yeah, and and the people that they uh, the groups that they went on tour with, whether it was Public Enemy or uh, Two Live uh, Two Live Crew, or uh, Eric B and Rakim, or uh, even somebody like Kid and Play, or uh, Big Daddy Kane and the Juice Crew. Mm-hmm. Like he ran through a list of everybody that he's performed with. That came up. I mean, he came up. He came up in the in the eighties, yep. which prior to Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas, that period between eighty six and ninety could legit be considered the golden era of hip hop. I mean, it's debatable, but you know, they, he was right there. So I, I appreciate the, the growth because, because hip hop, you know, it, it evolved, right? It was birth. Yeah. And then it was, it, it was rapidly and constantly evolving. Yeah. And so by the time Nas, Biggie and Jay got on the scene, hip hop went through so many evolutions already that like, those individuals, like the original OGs of hip hop, they were the cultural, cultural gods, if you will, of like they were the gatekeepers of of hip hop. Like yeah. they were defining what hip hop was going to be, um, the impact that it was going to have, and like I don't even think they knew what they were producing. And the especially magnitude. not him, oh. especially not him, because. 
he he made hip hop acceptable in the mainstream. Yeah. You know, like let's think about it. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air brought hip hop in the white people's homes. Yeah. Every, every week. week. Every week. You know what I mean? And so um I, I, I was just appreciative of the of that part of the backstory. And then, you know, the get jiggy with it and, and all of that stuff too. It's like, yo, he he was also relevant in the shiny suit era too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it and and right, he had his he had his cycles and every time his cycle, his time came around, he was ready. And I think yeah. if nothing else, that that's the lesson that I took away from it. Like, yo, when, when it's your time, it's your turn. Be ready. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Like men in black was a movie. And then, Oh, you need a soundtrack. And his boy, and he put his boy on. Yeah. And that's another thing. That's another thing. He, 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 he put all of his boys on, man. Yeah. That the like the people his day ones that he came with in West Philadelphia, he put all of them on, and I I just I I, I appreciated you know the the business of Will Smith him being a business you know he didn't have a lot of yes men working for him he legit made sure that the people in his circle were contributing to the overall goal and I, I thought that was dope oh, but yeah he get he get four he get four fists from from the brothers man. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, I I see I see how you can get an entanglement out of that situation, man. Because you know when you Big Willie style, man, you also Mister I'm doing too damn much. Yeah, and when you're doing too damn much, you can't see anything at all. Can't see nothing. Yep. Hey, man. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us for another edition of Bourbon and Books with the Gang Recognized Gang Podcast with RLJ and Kev. As we have just reviewed Will by Willard Carroll Smith II, otherwise known as the Fresh Prince. Good read, four fifths on the Black Power scale. Until next time, you all be like. Be like.